Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is festive lesbian fiction book recommendations. God, that's a long, that's a, that's a lot of consonants in that, you know. We should, we should squeeze that down. Anyway, joining me, Claire Lydon, <laughs> is my co-host, the very unfestive TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How festive are you today? Uh, not, not festive at all. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bringing any festivity today, but it's still it's still early days. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. I mean, granted, we're in Thanksgiving week in the U.S., but it's not Thanksgiving yet, so I don't have to don my Christmas hat or uh, Rudolph antlers or anything. Not that I normally do, but who knows? You see, but, yes, um, uh, to to non-American listeners, uh, in America they have a thing called Thanksgiving, and apparently you're not allowed to do Christmas before that is the unwritten rule, right? Whereas everywhere else. We just, I do Christmas from September, so fine. I, I know, I remember moving uh, to London, and it was in September when I moved there, and we started going to pubs, as you do. And I remember, like, there would be, like, little signs on the tables, like, book your Christmas meal now. And I'm like, it's fucking September. We haven't even had Halloween yet, and we haven't had Thanksgiving yet. They looked at this joke from summer to Christmas. <laughs> There's no, like, in between. Yeah, but there is no. I mean, I think Halloween is coming in more of a celebra- celebratory sort of occasion now. But when I was growing up, Halloween was nothing. And we don't have Thanksgiving. So there is nothing between summer and Christmas. Let's just jump into Christmas. You never went trick-or-treating as a kid. I mean, I did, yeah. Only when I lived in this up north. We didn't do it down south. That's why you're so effed up, huh? Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of happiness as a child? <laughs> <laughs> no sweets from strangers. That's what it is. <laughs> wow. I mean, how did you even survive? <laughs> so go on then. Uh, tell me, how's your week been, TB? It, it hasn't been a fun time in the TBM household. Not at all. Even my cat's avoiding me right now because I've just been busy, busy, busy. So um, my book, Kismet, which I've been uh, calling Dagny this entire time, but the official title is Kismet. And it was sent off to the ARC team yesterday. So I am in full pre-launch mode because I, I think I'm launching this. <laughs> I should know the date. Um, sometime in December. Early December. You said sometime the, early you, December. You said the 7th to me before. Still the 7th? I'm not sure. When I was formatting Kismet in uh, Vellum. Um, remember when I was formatting, what, what was that last book I wrote? Oh, the setup. Hmm. <laughs> I, I numbered the chapters wrong. Mm-hmm. I had another chapter mishap, but this time I didn't number them wrong. Two of the chapter headings I put in the wrong heading type. Instead of heading one, I put them in heading two. So when I was like clicking through the pages, um, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, how come, how come chapter 39 doesn't have its own page? And it's just like in the middle of, and I'm like, how come chapter 40 doesn't have its own page? So um, yeah, another chapter mishap. I cannot be trusted with the simplest things when it comes to writing. Can't do it. After is this going to be a thing? Am I going to come up with a new way to fuck up chapters <laughs> for the rest of my career? Well, maybe, maybe every time. All right. So, also in other news, speaking since I'm like the, would you classify me as the lesbian to write Grinch? Yes. Okay. No hesitation. Well, I'm going to try. <laughs> no hesitation. I noticed that. 
<laughs> I'm going to try and ungrinch myself a little bit because this has been a terrible year. So on iHeartLesbic, I am sponsoring a holiday photo contest. Um, I'm asking lesbic authors to send in a funny or sincere or sweet or any type of festive photo that I can share on a page. And I'm going to have like a contest like best. I, it, it depends how many photos I get if there will be different categories. But I'm going to have a contest like best uh, vote on, you know, funniest or whatever. And there will be a $50 Amazon gift card. For one winner, um, I think all of us could use a bit of jolliness this year because this has been a fucking atrocious, atrocious year. It just keeps getting worse and worse. So I'm trying to do my part to put a smile on the reader's face. Very good. And I've sent you my picture and my little blurb. So are you impressed? Absolutely. Well, I had to ask for it. You did. And you had to chase me a little <laughs> bit. But I, I only took a little bit of chasing. Is that true life with all the women in your past? Pretty much. Yeah, I'm pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of chasing. Just like a perfect please with sugar on top and you're like, sure, whatever. Oh, in other IHL news, I learned something about myself this week that I didn't know and it's all because of you. Go on then. Um, I was adding a certain Claire Lydon book to the new release newsletter that went out this morning. I have no friggin' clue how to spell mistletoe. Holy fuck. That word confounds the shit out of me. There are so many letter combinations that trouble me. Um, I have a little, um, I'm a little dyslexic, and like after I get past the MI, all of it is this gobbledygook to me, and I can't spell it. So if I've spelled it wrong anywhere, I'm sorry, but wh what were you thinking? Run these by me. I can't spell it. <laughs> um, I do admit that um, doing, actually, I'm pretty good at it. You know, there are some words that you just misspell all the time. Like before you say I do, I cannot write that. I've written that title so many times, but I cannot write it without fucking it up. I just cannot. And you know, they're all quite small words, but I just <laughs> I just get the letters the wrong way around somehow. But Christmas in Mistletoe, I agree, it's not that easy a title to type, but I get it right every time. So there you go. Clearly me and Mistletoe are au fait. Wow, I can't do it. I, like when I was proofing the newsletter last night and then when I, before I hit publish this morning, I was like, um, <laughs> I, I was just like, <laughs> but man, Please don't write any more uh, mistletoe books, please. Okay. Please, please, please. No, this will be my only mistletoe book, don't worry. Oh, all right. So in other news, on my author website, Miranda McLeod and I shared how a certain characteristic of one of her leading ladies in Accidental Honeymoon came to be. Uh, she's claiming that I'm an unreasonable human being when I'm hungry. I mean, who can blame me? Well, Have you been around me when I'm really hungry? No, not really hungry. No, I don't think so. Is that because I always have food on me? You do always have food on you, yeah. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because if you are around me when I'm really hungry, you won't like me very much. So um, I'll drop a link to that uh, blog post. It's kind of funny in the show notes. And also, I forgot to mention, for the holiday photo contest in IR, Lesbic, I will drop a link to uh, for Lesbic authors of how to get involved in that. So other than driving myself crazy with chapters, launching a book, going, oh, and I forgot when we scheduled today's call that I was already booked for a four-hour window for a Facebook group chat on Reservations of the Heart, so I had to take like an hour out of that because, um, yeah, I double-booked myself. You know, it's funny. You, you think being, you know, studying history for so long, I would be really good at dates, but I'm not. No, it's not. good at them at all. It's numbers. I wouldn't expect you to be. And similarly, uh, it's my official launch day today. So uh, and when TB said, you want, can you record on Tuesday? I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, oh, it's my launch day. I mean, everything's done, but uh, I should be kicking back with a beer right now. Right? 
So are you just constantly refreshing your KDP dashboard? Uh, no, I'm ig I'm ignoring it. How? Look at How me. Look at me, Zen. <laughs> How, are you lying? I'm not sure I'm buying this. <laughs> I've done it a couple of times today, but I'm I'm not going to look at it now. Because, um, remember, it's your midday, but here it's like uh, nearly half past five. So when I get off this call, every time I launch a book, we, me and my wife normally go out for dinner, um, champagne and oysters and all that sort of shizzle, but we can't, obviously, because we're in lockdown. So tonight we're getting a Thai takeaway from our favourite restaurant, which you have been to. Uh, we're going to have a bottle of wine and we've got dessert. So I'm just, I'm switching off. I'm switching off today uh, and uh, we're going to have a nice evening. Are you having a mango, pineapple, and coconut cake? <laughs> no, you'll laugh at this. So when I when I was doing like you know some social media and admin and chisel today, and then after lunch I was like, okay, I need to get out and go for a walk. So I was walking along the river in uh, in in London town as you do along the Thames, and who should be walking towards me? But my typesetter, Adrian. So mm -hmm. he was like, oh hi. So I was like, hi. So then he he um, walked along the river with me. And uh, then he wanted to go to Waitrose, which is a supermarket. So I was like, I'll, I'll come in with you. So we went in together and then uh, I said, oh, I want to get a dessert tonight. So he bought me my dessert as a launch day present. Aww. Isn't that nice? Adrian is such a nice guy. And I love that you mentioned Waitrose. Didn't we have a Waitrose Iceland debate in One Golden Summer? We did. We did, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> so, took me a long time to figure out when I lived there that Waitrose was like the, the, the snobby shop. Yeah, Waitrose is yeah, it's the it's the high end uh, supermarket. Uh, Iceland is the low end. But do you know what? I shop at both, and I'm happy in both. Yeah, so that's really good. So anyway, so this week, uh, yeah, as I say, Christmas in mistletoe, easy to spell, and it's launched. It's out there in the world, so that's very exciting. Um, the first emails, uh, some went out today. Most are going out uh, this week, later on this week, and. Um, it's got some lovely reviews so far, so uh, I'm pretty pleased with how it's going. And I must say, I did a because I'm putting it in Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. I did a pre-sale on my site for people who don't read on Kindle or who just want to get the EPUB or maybe and read it on a different device. Um, and that was my really my most successful pre-sale ever. Uh, I I sold you know a fair few more books than I normally do, so that's really good. Maybe because I opened it up like another day and I advertised it on social media. I haven't done that before. One thing I should say is I did get my print book back. I've got that from Amazon, and I I print through Amazon and um, Ingram Spark, and the Amazon one the colours are very dull on it, so I'm not that happy. Like everything else is brilliant. It's the the cover fits, the spine fits, so that's great. But the um, the colours are a bit dull. Um, they're not. Can you, can you hold both up side by side? Well, I haven't got the Ingram Spark book back yet, so oh. I'm waiting for that one. But they're normally slightly better uh, in how they how they're produced. So I'm happy uh, with how it is. But the thing with Amazon is that every time someone orders it, the colours ch slightly changes. I know this. So um, you know, there's not a lot we can do. We don't have a choice of uh, print on demand. But I'm hoping that the Ingram Spark copies will be brighter in their colour because they should be brighter. So that's my launch. Um, very excited um, about that. And then Christmas movie watching. I stepped in. So I, I have watched a couple of movies, Christmas movies this week. Again, they, they, they haven't been brilliant, but I've still watched them. But I stepped into a new low this week. Are you ready to, to find out my new Christmas low? <laughs> There's I'm kind of scared. <laughs> there's a show on Netflix. I'm not quite sure what it's called, but exactly. But it's something like Christmas Home Makeover. 
there's there's a guy called Mr. Christmas. Can't remember his exact, exact name, but that's his nickname. And he his he lives for Christmas and Christmas decorating. And he goes into these homes and they give him a budget and he makes them Christmassy. And I'm just like, wow, these people have got a lot of money to spare, haven't they? So I watched one and I was just my jaw was slightly open. <laughs> As he, as him and his team, who he calls his elves, went in and read, uh, made over an interior and exterior of this family's home. I mean, that sounds nice, but um, can they not like feed families who are struggling right now? <laughs> it's it's an Ameri- it's American show. You'll be surprised it to hear. Very American, yes. <laughs> like I'm just watching it, just thinking this would never happen here. Um, so I don't think I'll be carrying on watching that one. I mean, there are plenty of home shows that I do watch. I do love a home show. My favourite is Hidden Potential with Jasmine Roth on the HGTV channel. And Jasmine, if you don't, do you know Jasmine Roth? She's um, she's formidable. She wears a tool belt well, and she just stomps around, ordering men around and knocking down walls. So, what's not to love about that? Wow, are you sure the Christmas show wouldn't fly in London? I mean, you guys fucking start ramping up for Christmas in September. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the Christmas decorations we're we're sort of lower key, I think. I mean, not everyone. We do have some, you know, some house lit up like a candle, and I love that. Or, more power to them, I say. But um, it's just a bit much getting up on the outside of your house and stringing lights, isn't it? I don't know. I, I was walking by a guy the other day who was on a ladder, a very tall ladder, doing it, and I was like, I don't think I'd ever want to do that because I, I always live in apartments so I don't have to do that yeah um Spurs, Spurs update the men beat uh, Man City 2-0 so we're now top of the league so this is good and bad as a Spurs fan because um like when we're winning a game I then get nervous that it's only a matter of time before we throw it away so um I'm thinking the same of the league but at the moment we're top of the Premier League so um that's unusual first time in six years so let's see how long we can do it without falling off the ladder Wow, you're such a pessimist when it comes to this. <laughs> Usually you're so bubbly about everything, but when it comes to the Spurs, you know, you're like, no, uh, they're going to fuck it up. They're, they're going to fuck it up, and they're going to be so Spursy about the way they fuck it up because it's going to be like the most spectacular crash. <laughs> There's a reason why Spursy is a verb, you know. Spurs, a lifetime of hurt, has prepared me for more hurt. I did read an awesome book this week. Uh, I was going to try and read a Christmas book, uh, a less fit Christmas book, in the run-up for our podcast, but um, I forgot that I was meant to do that. So I read, <laughs> I read a different one that wasn't a Christmas book or a lesbic book. So does that count? No, probably not. But I will say it was called, it was by Kirsty Greenwood and it was called He Will Be Mine. Um, so if you like a straight rom-com, this was um, a brilliant rom-com. It was about a woman who's having a breakdown but doing something daring, nearly gets her gets her arrested but in the end gets her the man of her dreams but it's a brilliant showcase of comedy writing if you want to see how to do a a romantic comedy this is fantastic and it shows you how you have to have scenes that are dynamic and put your characters in funny situations where you just cover your eyes i loved it is it a a british author or an american author it's a british author uh, but the person in it goes to america so it's set in la I love British rom-coms because you guys just really, you, you come up with the most ridiculous things. Like, I, I mean, the thing that comes to mind, like, um, Confessions of the Shopaholic or... She's she's so brilliant, Sophie Kinsella. Yeah, I was, I was, I mean, I like the movie, but I'm surprised they switched it to the US. I oh. thought that was kind of a, a poor choice, but um, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, the... Uh, Bridget Jones's diary because the stuff she gets herself into in that one you're just like oh my god so yeah yeah I this, love the British sense of humor. this is very similar to that so if you want to laugh I was I was chortling chortling away 
So there you go, uh, that's my week. Uh, I've launched a book, um, I, I've watched a very bad Christmas show and Spurs are top of the league. Anyway, comments, comment on into what you got. Okay, so I have three comments today. First off, we have a comment from Neen, who I am dodging right now because I'm supposed to be in her Facebook group answering questions, but I'm recording right now. But uh, Neen says she ends up often, often she ends up in tears of laughter. So, you know, it kind of makes me feel good that we're bringing laughter to people's lives when um, this is really is the year of terrible. Mm-hmm. So, well done us for trying to like make, make people smile and laugh. We have a comment from Kathy, who still loves our podcast, so thank you very much, Kathy, for listening. And we got a late comment. No, I shouldn't say late, since we're recording early. But um, Yvonne emailed us, and I just happened to check the email before I hopped on here. Yvonne is weighing in on the robe dressing gown controversy. It's robe for the win. Dressing gowns were what actresses wore in 1940 movies, and plus, I would never say a gent was wearing a dressing gown, exclamation point. So she she has strong feelings on that one. Uh, Yvonne also says, thanks again for the fun podcast. You two are sort of yin and yang as whiny, pessimist, and bubbly optimist, and she leaves it up to us to figure out. So I really think you should stop whining so much. Don't you have a little bit of pride? (laughs) I know. Whinge, whinge, wine, wine. That's me. Um, uh, and thank you for your comments, everyone. And, and Yvonne, um, I think this, again, is a US-UK divide. I would never say the word robe. It's just not in the... Unless I was talking about a, a king. You just insist insist on being wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I am. I'm, wrong. I'm wrong and whiny, TB. What can I say? Um, comments from me. Uh, I've, got, I've had two comments from the same person. And this is weird right emma wrote in and asked us if we could do a podcast on festive lesbic book recommendations and i went oh my god we're doing it this week and she was like wow so um thank well done us for being psychic um she'd also like a podcast on how to set up your own book imprint why and how you do it that sort of thing so um we we could probably cover that book imprint like just with kdp or you do ingram i don't do ingram so you'll have to cover the ingram part uh no just like your own so like i have custom books I just publish under TV Markinson because what the hell? Okay, yeah. So we could do like reasons that you could reasons that you would set up your own book imprint or reasons that you just publish under your own name. All right, so it is nearly almost. Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year in the UK. It's almost the wonder, most wonderful time of the year in the US, right? And all over the world, it is. Um, well, it's not the most wonderful time, obviously, because we're in a pandemic. But let's pretend it is, everyone. <laughs> let's pretend. <laughs> I was like, where is she going with this? Because uh, do you not follow the news? <laughs> <laughs> Normally, in normal years, I love the run-up to Christmas. Uh, I, I, I don't really love Christmas Day itself. It's anticlimactic. But I love late November and all of December. They're my absolute faves. I love going out and just sort of smelling smelling and sniffing the anticipation and all that. And I love Christmas movies the most. Unexpected snowstorm, tick. Stuck in a picturesque cabin with an impossibly good-looking stranger, Tick been summoned home to deal with a family crisis and what do you know you bump into your first love tick tickety tick but as much as i love christmas movies what i wouldn't give for one with two women in the starring roles now we're getting a little bit of that this year aren't we with um on netflix there's one called a uh, new york christmas wedding and happier seasons coming on hulu but if you really want two women in the leads lesbian romance books are far more prevalent and so that's where you need to look So step away from the movies, come over to the Christmas books if you want your share of yuletide love with women at the helm. Did you like my intro there? 
I was not expecting that. I was like, it kind of did my head in. I'm glad you didn't throw in mistletoe because I'd still be trying to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you know, the first place you should look is Christmas in Mistletoe, my brand new launch is out, out today. So what we're going to do is we're going to recommend you some Christmas books that we've read and that maybe you should... Uh, uh, can't speak. And that maybe you should continue... <laughs> And that maybe you should consider reading. I was trying to do a, um, an Instagram live yesterday, and all I had to say was, how many days is it till Christmas in Mistletoe comes out? One, right? That's all I had to say. I had to do about five takes, because I could not get the words out. I just kept tripping over them. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? It's two sentences, Claire. I remember once back in college, I had to do a like a video and um, I did all the research for it. So my only job on the video was to announce, like it was supposed to be like a fake Dateline episode. And I was supposed to announce, you know, welcome to Dateline. This is, and I was supposed to supply the date. Date. Oh, dear. And I, I, I never got the words out. They just cut it out because I could not get it out. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, dear listener, the words won't, just won't come out. Just won't just no. come out. One of them, one of those. Right. So let's get on to our uh, let's pick Christmas book recommendation. So TB, do you want to kick off? Yeah, I first uh, I want to say as um, some people have pointed out, I'm the I'm the darker one of the two. So my natural reading is not Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is all like happy and fun, and and I I I prefer dark. So, but I have read some lesbic Christmas stuff. Uh, one of the first lesbic uh, Christmas books I've read was Home for the Holidays by Miranda McLeod. This is a, a humorous story about an American who ends up in Yorkshire. And Yorkshire, I have very fond memories of Yorkshire. <laughs> we went up there over the holiday season. It was uh, New Year's Day, and um, we almost accidentally lit our neighbors, our, our friend's neighbor's tree on fire. But that's a totally different story. <laughs> but I have a lot of fond memories of Yorkshire. But this book is funny, and it also starts out with a little bit of darkness in the beginning, so it kind of eased me into the the mm. whole the jolly jolliness. And I listened to the audiobook by Stephanie Murphy, and at the time, Stephanie had had not narrated any of my books, so I was listening to see if um, I liked her voice, and I ended up liking her voice, and she narrated the Lizzie series for me. Back to home to the holidays. What's what's that movie where people do like a house swap? Uh, the holiday. Yeah, so it's kind of based, it's kind of like that, but um, it's just like one couple, I think, or maybe there were two. There's so many like funny laugh out loud scenes. This is one of the uh, hallmarks of Miranda's writing is she she just it's almost like a British rom com where you think, oh that can't happen, but it does. It comes ac- across as believable and it is very funny. So I spend a lot of time laughing. I think I've read that one again a while ago. Is there a scene in it where somebody has to climb down a ladder naked or something like that? Yes. <laughs> TV's yes, unsure, probably, yeah. Anyway, so I will um, second that one. Uh, home for the Holidays and Holm is H-O-L-M-E. And I've actually been to Holm. So uh, that I think that was what drew me to the books. I was like, is it actually based in Holm? And it is. Oh, well, I didn't know it was a real place. It's a real place. Yeah, <laughs> up there every day. <laughs> yeah. So my first uh, choice for lesbic uh, holiday book recommendation is Jerry Hill Chasing a Brighter Blue. Um, now... As we know, Jerry doesn't need much uh, introduction. She's like lesbian fiction royalty, right? Uh, she's written a gazillion, approximately. Is she wearing a robe? And <laughs> she probably is wearing a robe, TV. That 
is a valid contribution. Yes, so that's how I like to imagine uh, Jerry striding around her lounge with a crown on uh, and her lesbic robe. She's written a gazillion lesbic novels and they're all brilliant. I mean, I haven't read them all, but the ones I have, pretty good. And I'm here to say that this one falls into the brilliant camp. So um, there is a moose and a Santa hat on the cover. So don't overlook that is my is my feeling. Um, I don't know what the designer was thinking uh, on that one, but the book inside is better than the cover. Trust me. What do you have against moose? <laughs> Nothing against moose, but don't put a Santa hat on it. It's cute. No. Anyway, set it. This one um, is set in the hills of Colorado, your stomping ground, TB, um, and it features a traumatized photojournalist Reagan who wants to get away from it all at a resort hotel, and Shelby, whose sister happens to be marrying Reagan's brother at said resort, and oh, her family owns the resort too. So the book starts out with a del delicious scene of Reagan hitting on Shelby at the bar. She doesn't know who she is, and. It's very funny and very awkward. And after that, just sit back and watch the wedding action unfold. Neither of the women is looking for love, but this is a romance, um, so I think they might just find it. I really love this one. It's just, uh, it's it's Christmassy without being, it's, it's not, it's Christmassy without being Christmassy. Like it's set in snow and it's a wedding at Christmas, but it doesn't feel that schmaltzy. I'm trying to think if I've ever saw a moose in Colorado. I've seen him in Wyoming. Have you I seen... don't know if I saw him in Colorado. Granted, I was in not the mountains when I lived there. Okay. Have you seen that one? That in... probably was a hindering factor. Have you seen one in a Santa hat? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Every other one. As soon as you drive over the state line to Wyoming, there's a moose with a Santa <laughs> hat giving you uh, cookies. All right. So, um, have you got another one? I do. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You might not like this one. Okay. Way back in the day, 2016, December 2016, I was living in Ireland and I was quite ill at the time so I was on the couch and since it was Christmas time I did pick up a Christmas book to read to try and cheer myself up because I was ill and I picked up this book called All I Want for Christmas and I have to admit this book made me really it made me laugh and it made me chuckle do you know do you know who wrote that book I think it was a really brilliant author called Claire Lydon <laughs> and she's so humble I know <laughs> I'm, you know, knowing you as I know you now, I'm quite surprised that you picked up a Christmas book. You must have been really ill. You must have really wanted cheering up. I was like deadly ill on the couch, and I um, I, well, I was also this was the time when I was getting ready to start I, the 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 germ for I Heart Lesbic was already forming in my head. So I was reading a lot of uh, Lesbic by different authors, so I could reach out via email and network. I was like, oh, I don't think I'd read one of your books before. And I was like, oh, I should try one of her books. And I read that one and I uh, laughed the the bathroom scene where you have a woman, she's going on, a, if I remember correctly, she's going on a lot of dates and she goes on one date and she ends up falling asleep on the toilet. Yeah. Now, at, I used to work in an office where we had a gentleman who uh, worked the night shift and he would intentionally go into the bathroom to uh, sit and sleep, and I never got the courage of to ask him if he actually dropped trowel before he did so, <laughs> or if he was just sitting on the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, that scene in your book, it just made me laugh, and it also made me remember this really strange co-worker I had. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene was based on a, on a true story. It happened to my friend. He did actually fall asleep, and when he went out, his date had gone. That, and that was the first time I emailed you. And I said, hey, you know, thanks for cheering me up. I was sick, and you said, I'm glad to help. I think that was 
the extent of our email communication and look where it is now i know <laughs> well there you go i i'm pleased that you uh that you uh, it cheered you up and that you remember it so this is a good year for readers to pick this one up because i'm sure some people need some cheering up yep go and pick it up and it's the start of a six book series so yeah then just read through why not why not it's 2020 what else you got to do hey eh? still being humble yeah <laughs> Um, my next pick is Georgia Beer's Fresh Tracks. Now, Georgia Beer's has um, had um, another Christmas book out since then. I think she put it out last year called A Walk in Winter, and it's one that I'm going to uh, read this year. But I haven't read... You know, I think we've said this before, you have favourite authors, but you don't always read everything that they write, and that's okay. Um, and I haven't read the most recent one of Georgia's, but I think I might this year. Fresh Tracks is an ensemble piece rather than a solo romance and it centres around a group of friends getting together at Amy's Cabin in the Woods for the week between Christmas and New Year. So there's romance and heartbreak for the couples and singles along with Amy's pesky 20-something niece Darby who has a crush on her friend Molly. The only trouble is Molly has a partner. Um, so you'll feel the highs and lows of the holidays and the couples involved and there is a sex scene near the end where the two singles are sharing a room and one of them has their Laura and Sophie and one of them has a sex dream and then she wakes the other and then sort of asks her if she can finish her off which is just like it's just such a jaw-dropping scene <laughs> that I that I love it they have sex in a room with other people in the room no 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 there's just the two of them in the room but one of them has quite an erotic dream and they've been flirt oh. and they've been flirting the whole time there, and I think this is like the last night or something. And then she she kind of just crawls into bed with her and. Huh. huh. Does this book also have cheating? Uh, I don't think so, but it does oh, have it. I I th it does have um one couple who are nearly breaking up, two singles who are getting together, one couple who are happy, and it's got one her niece running around trying to snog the woman who in the breaking up couple. Yeah, I thought there might be cheating because that's like one of your favorite criteria. It's not one of my favourite criteria TV. <laughs> <laughs> you always are, you're always tossing and cheating. <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, so I love I've loved this book for years. I think it's like maybe it's oh, fairly um, old, you know, five or six years old. But I want to go to the cabin. I think that's a great that's a great uh, thing, isn't it? When a book makes you want to go to the location it's set in. I want to go to that cabin. I want to go for the weekend. I want to spend the time there. Does this cabin have a, um, hot water? It does. It does. And the woman who's running it is like an amazing cook. So well, she's just constantly cooking up amazing treats. That, that, that will sell me then. Yeah. I like cabins in the woods, um, but I don't like when I have to like go to a separate facility to shower and to use the loo. No, I think you're all right. In this fictional one, <laughs> <laughs> they've got like a massive, uh, like a, a jacuzzi bath and they've got like a professional chef. So don't worry. That's how I like the whole yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this, roughing it in the woods. All right, so uh, my next, I last year I listened to uh, Tinsel by Chris Bryant and narrated by uh, Kira Grace. It, this is a novella, so if you're just looking for something kind of lighthearted to spend a few hours with, it was a cute story where um, Jessica, I think she recently separated from her partner, and so she doesn't want to be like the grump during the holidays, but like, let's be honest, if you're you know recently separated, you're gonna be a bit grumpy around the holidays. What ends up happening is she ends up finding this little kitten. Um, she takes the kitten to the, the vet, and of course the vet is like this hot doctor. Don't you wish sometimes that would just fucking happen to you? <laughs> None of my vets have been 
having issues and they end up, you know, talking and connecting and it's like the kitten brings them together, which is kind of like like the kitten's the Christmas miracle. Isn't that sweet? I love it. I love it. And clearly you need to visit a vet in a lesbian romance novel. That's where you've been going wrong. You've been doing it in real life. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm usually going to like the emergency room in the middle of the night and it's some grumpy guy and who hasn't like showered in days because he's been on call and it's not fun. I want the hot doctor. <laughs> Can somebody please come and give TB a hot vet? Right, my next <laughs> my next uh, choice is one I just read last year. And it's not a lesbian romance. Shock horror. I know, right? It is Christmas Days by Jeanette Winston. So a classic lesbian fiction author for our times. Now, it's been a while since I read uh, Jeanette Tome uh, before this one. But I think I will reread this one. Um, because you forget how fucking good she is at writing she's really fucking good at it and this is 12 short stories but also 12 recipes so i i quite like it as a cookbook and short stories and even the way she just like even the way she writes recipes made me smile every word is carefully chosen and in this book you get to um bake along with mrs winston's mince pies and you know um who is that ruth rendell was her friend you know ruth rendell the uh, epic crime writer you, you get her uh, recipe for some christmas gorgeousness so and you get um Jeanette's 12 short stories you can't ask for much more it really did cheer me up last year and i think i will reread it this year if you haven't re- read it i i recommend it do you have to like like baking to like this book because like i find it rather stressful when people try to talk about baking because um i just don't get it I don't think you have to. Um, you know, I read it last year and I didn't bake along with anything or cook along with anything, but um, okay. I might try it this year. But uh, she just writes so beautifully, even a recipe. You know what baking in- involves a lot of? Measuring and numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your forte, TB. I'm figuring out as I keep going in life just how much math is involved. And I, I, I want to quit. <laughs> I want to quit math, but life won't let me. What uh, the fuck? I will say one other thing. Get the print book because it's beautiful. It's a beautiful book, beautiful cover. All right. All right. So my next one also is not a lesbic. Wow. We went off course at the same number. This one isn't a romance either. And uh, it's it's written by uh, David Sedaris. It's so obviously not lesbic, but still in the LGBTQ category. And it's, a, it's a, a collection of stories that he's written. And there's one about him being an, uh, an elf in a mall, you know, like... In, I don't know if they do this in the UK, that you go visit Santa in malls. Mm-hmm. Do they do that there? We do. As we... you can tell, I spend a lot of time in <laughs> malls in the UK. Yes, we have Christmas and we have Santa in malls. We do. Do you? Yeah. Never, never win, so I don't know. But anyways, but he's telling this story and it's really funny because, like I said, I am the dark one, so and he has a very dark, twisted sense of humor, so... In this one particular scene that I'm remembering, and I read this years ago, but I remember this scene. He's dealing with a difficult person, and um, the person is giving him hell because that's the problem when you deal with people in retail. People can be really terrible to people in retail because they forget that they're human beings. And so he's dressed as an elf during the holiday season, and this person is being difficult, and he leans in and says, I'll kill you. And I just laugh so hard. (laughs) Because there have been many a times when I worked in retail where I wish I had the guts to say, leave me alone or I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so what's the book so, called? Um, it's called Holidays on Ice. Okay. 
And I think it, it may, I, when I originally read it, I think it was only four stories. When I looked at it again on Amazon recently, there were six stories, so I don't know if it's been updated or not. But um, I think he also does, and I'm, I'll have to find it, but I think he also does a reading about when he was involved in this mall thing. And uh, he's quite funny when he's reading it, too. So if you want a twisted, festive <laughs> story... I recommend that one. Okay, Twisted Festive sounds good. We can't um, do Lesbic book recommendations uh, around Christmas without throwing in The Price of Salt by Patricia Highsmith. Now, The Price of Salt, now renamed Carol after the smash hit film, um, has been on was on my reading list. I don't know if, you, if um, regular listeners will know. I am averse to reading classics, be they modern classics or Lesbic classics, but um, The Price of Salt was on my list for about 654 years um, and I finally read it this year. Go me! I think you should read it too if you haven't already. It's terrific by any standards but when you factor in that it was written in 1952 it becomes exceptional frankly. Um, great prose, spellbinding story, a coming of age neither protagonist will ever forget. You obviously can't help but put Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett in the two leading roles in your head because you know I've seen the film a few times it has to be said but that's that's not bad and it's difficult to judge the book because I, I know some people have read the book first and then saw the movie afterwards everybody says it's not as good as the book but I was quite surprised how faithful it was to the book the movie so um it's it's brilliant it's, it's pay I think it's sort of I think Patricia Highsmith did crime novels didn't she other than um this yeah. one kind of it's it's sort of a romance but you know sort of um, literary fiction as well so it's got the lyrical prose but it's also got the page turning suspense because there is a suspense element to the to the plot so I think that um, those two together uh, make it a must read. Did you read it this year because 2020 has lasted as long as 654 years? <laughs> Maybe that was it in my subconscious. <laughs> yeah yeah this year just won't end. No. Come on New Year's. <laughs> Come on New Year's. All right is it my turn? It is. All right, this is where I'm going to fall down, if I haven't fallen down already. Um, so, in preparation for this podcast, because you told me last week I should read another one. And so I downloaded The Holiday Treatment by Elle Spencer, narrated by Laurie Prince, who is one of my favorite narrators. She's narrated a few of my books as well, and I love her voice and everything. As far as I got was clicking on that download, <laughs> because I don't know if you noticed, I'm launching a book... <laughs> And everything's been going fucking sideways this week. So I can I give an update when I listen to the book? Yes, you can. And actually, that was one of my books to read this year as well, as well as Georgia Beer's Walking Winter. L Spencer's The Holiday Treatment was on my list. So let's say we'll both read it. Should we do a buddy read? What's a buddy read? How do you not know a buddy read? Um, This is uh something like when I was blogging more in reading groups, a buddy read with like an online buddy, you guys would read a book and like comment about it and such. Mm -hmm. Like a mini, like a mini book club, like, but we can do updates on oh. air. Okay. Let's do a buddy read. I'll, I'll read it as a book and you can listen along as an audio book. And uh, yeah, cause I'm into, I would like to uh, read a couple of new ones. So they were the two I was going to do this year. Uh, but I have read um, L Spencer's Casting Lacey and I thought that was very good. So I haven't read that one, but I, I, I mean, that book did, like, phenomenally well. Mm -hmm. It was at the top of the charts forever. But I thought this one sounded right up your alley, because isn't it about making holiday movies? It is, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, you know, 
I should read this one because Claire might like it. <laughs> and I didn't know that you were also going to read it. Yeah. So I've got two more just to finish up. Um, Jay's Under a Falling Star um, is a great Christmas book, even though she said that she didn't actually write it as a holiday theme book, but it starts off at Christmas and finishes the following year at Christmas. So Jay, I'm sorry if you meant to do it or not. It's a Christmas book, right? Um, you know, the Christmas tree is one of the main plot devices because the star falls off the Christmas tree. Uh, that's how the two meet when one of them gets injured. So Jay. Wait, someone's injured by a Christmas tree incident? A Christmas tr- a star falling off a Christmas tree. I think. A staff it, or star? Star. 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 Your, your accent. Sometimes. <laughs> so Any- she, gets, she gets pierced by a Christmas star. Yes, I think so. If, if, if memory serves me right. Jay, if you're listening and I've got this wrong, sorry. But it's been a while. But I, I, I'm, <laughs> but I may well reread this one as well because I loved it when I first read it. Um, it's, got, it's about family, class, love, and um, they get caught naked in a hot tub. So, I mean, that, those, those elements, it's a winner, right? Can we add a hot vet to that? Yeah, if you put a hot vet in the hot tub, then... Uh, Jay, that's a follow-up, okay, if you're listening. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Under a Falling Star by Jay, um, I think it's one of her uh, best books. And finally, I just want to mention Jane Retzig's The Retreat. Now, this one um, is a book set at Christmas, but unlike all the other no- novels I've I've listed, it's not all that festive. So, TB, you might like this one. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's got cheating in it. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Um, what it lacks in festive vibes, though, it makes up for with a gripping story, beautifully painted characters, and heart-wrenching dilemma for our central pair. So basically, it's the story of Joe and Ed, who have been best friends from school. Joe is a woman and Ed is a man. And Ed's wife, Natalie, who Joe's been having an affair with for the past eight years. And on Christmas Eve, the affair comes out. And so it's kind of like then Joe takes herself off to a retreat to try and work out what to do. And... And then it sort of plays out what has been happening. So it's got, you know, she's been cheating with his wife for eight years. So there's quite a lot of cheating, you know, <laughs> involved. Um, but it's sort of heartbreaking. It's friendship, family ties, relationship breakdown. And and can they all get over it? And it's, I loved it. But it, it's, it's set around Christmas, but it's not very festive. <laughs> Is it like, can you please pass the salt since you're fucking my husband kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That They've got that scene in it. Amazing. Have you read it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's just like all my holidays. Don't get it. <laughs> so there you go. Um, a, a smorgasbord of festive treats. And um, if you've read any of them that we've listed, do let us know what you thought. Um, and also, of course, it would be remiss of us to say, uh, to go without saying that I've got All I Want for Christmas, Christmas in Mistletoe, and you can pick up my free Christmas novella, It Had to Be You. So they're my Christmas books. TB has got Holly and Ivy and Life in Bits, your your two Christmas books. Is that right? Yeah, and A Woman Love, which is book five in the Woman Love series. Um, Christmas plays a big role in that one because uh, Lizzie doesn't really like her family very much, and every holiday her her wife goes crazy and bites everybody, and this particular Christmas almost breaks Lizzie. And also, also, the book that I've been calling Dagny, which is now officially called Kismet, a significant part of that book takes place on Christmas Eve. Now, I wouldn't call it a Christmas book, per se, because um, it's not going to have the holly jolly feel, 
there's a lot of angst in this one. Okay. But um, the, a significant part takes place at Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park, where uh, my partner, I used to love to go. I know you probably would hate this being a Londoner since it's very touristy, but we used to live right across the street from Hyde Park. So we'd love Winter Wonderland to go eat a lot of bratwurst and drink mulled wine and listen to Christmas music and everything. But um, so a lot of the action takes place at Winter Wonderland. Okay, Winter Wonderland, my idea of hell. You're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like you're like the Christmas one. <laughs> it's it's too crowded. I don't like it. Right. So let us know um, the lesbic books you would recommend. Um, drop us a comment on the website. Email us lesbiansyourwrite at gmail .com, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram me. Tell us your Christmas recommendations and then we can all spend December reading Christmas books. Beautiful. Yes, if people want to read uh, the holiday treatment along with us, please do. Mm, yes, come along. All right, next week, uh, we did, we've done it again. I don't quite know what we're doing next week, but um, it's going to be a surprise, everyone. Surprise! Yes, we'll, we'll let you know what next week is going to be. <laughs> Tune back in because it's going to be entertaining, right? Even if we don't know what we're doing. Can we just do one where we don't know and we just go in cold and just start rambling? <laughs> we don't do that every week. My mistake. Well. Right, until... <laughs> Have a great week, everyone, and um, keep writing, keep reading, stay safe, stay sane. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.